0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan Pinagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and one of the co-hosts of This Week in Marvel podcast, you're listening to The Cruise Control Podcast with Randy Cruz. Hey, and welcome to another edition of The Cruise Control Podcast here on iTunes. SoundCloud.com, Monday, September 26th, 2016, here in New York City. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at RandyJCruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z. Um, again, you can find the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also buy, if you're a big-time fan of the, of, the, of the podcast, you can... Buy the shirt at prowrestlingtees.com again. Prowrestlingtees.com and buy yourself the Cruise Control Podcast T-shirt. Uh, just go out there and support the podcast, whether it's buying a T-shirt or downloading and subscribing to the show. Again on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. So last night was WWE's Clash of Champions pay-per-view presented by Raw. Uh, we had backlash earlier in the month, I think about two weeks ago. So now, last night was Raw's turn to produce their own pay-per-view with the roster that they have, and that was Clash of Champions. Gonna you know provide a quick review of it. I'm not gonna be here all day, but um, we started out with the kickoff show with. Alicia Fox and Nia Jax, you know, I, you know, it was a match they just had on the pre-show. Nothing really to, um, I, I guess, progress going forward. I guess they're in the they're in the, the beginning or the middle of presenting Nia Jax as like this big dominant force, and nobody can really mess with her. And uh, we, we we've been seeing that over the, the the last few weeks. And you know, Alicia Fox got a back to back match with her. Uh, we saw the first one on Raw, where Nia Jax just kind of bulldozed her way to to Alicia into the near the the ringside area through the you know through the barricade, and there you have it. That was your your heat going into the the clash last night, and they had the rematch, and and you know Nia just just dominated Alicia Fox or uh, pretty much throughout. Alicia Fox had a few um, offensive. Retaliations And moves going at Nia But we all kind of figured That Nia was going to go over In the match And um Just remains to be seen Of where What the direction Is for her Yes yeah, she's You know If she's going to go out there On Raw And pay-per-views To dominate That's great But You know Lingering out there Is the women's championship With the likes of Charlotte Sasha Banks Bailey. Um I don't want to say Dana Brooke because she hasn't really been in the, the title contention at all, but it just remains to be seen how long do they keep Nia Jax out of the title hunt and who is she going to challenge? You know, at some point Charlotte Bailey, Shasha, one of those are going to have to take, you know, Nia Jax down for her first loss on, on, on the program. So just, just remains to be seen. I guess I, i I like what they're going with Nia. Just, um, Remains to be seen how long before she gets in in a in a title contention. I think match the first match on the on the actual card um, on the air was the tag team championship, the Raw tag team championship between the, the New Day and Gallows and Anderson. Uh, New Day went over. Uh, if you want to count today, they are in day four hundred as uh, reigning and defending Raw tag team champions. So. I thought it was a decent match. Uh, I really thought Gallows and Anderson would go over. But I think the bigger story or the bigger picture here is the fact that I think the New Day is on course to break Demolition's Tag Team Championship record. Which stands at 478. Right now, the New Day are at 400. So, uh, I did put out early on Twitter that if my math is correct, I was never a big fan of math. But to break the record... Uh, for New Day to break Demolitions tag team record that day will uh will be December 14th. So I I don't know what pay-per-view is in that uh, you know during that week or right prior for for Raw, but I know as of December 14th, if New Day are still the tag team champions, they will break Demolitions record on that day. So uh, but then again, they, they might lose tonight. They might lose next week in a rematch. You know, we just don't know uh, what's going to happen on Raw tonight and the Raws leading up to uh, the the following pay reviews of Hell in the Cell. I'm not too sure. I okay, guess Survivor Series in December is either TLC or uh, Roadblock. One of those two. So overall, decent match. Um, outside interference with with, with uh, Xavier Woods and. You know, Gallows and Anderson really started off hot, started off really aggressive. And we thought, oh, wow, this is probably going to go the other way. But um, New Day retains, you know, at, at some point it's like who else is out there that, that's going to take the, the the New Day down? If it's not, you know, the the, the shining stars or, it, you know, they haven't fought Enzo and Kaz in a tag team championship match just yet. So maybe them. But if Gallows and Anderson can't get it done in in, in what two straight pay per views, then I don't know. I think the big, also the bigger, the bigger question is where does Gallows and Anderson go from here? They can't get the the tag titles off of New Day. Then it's like, you know, what? You know, New Day has beaten every tag team on, on the, uh, on Raw except, um, Enzo and Cass. So. Who's gonna if the New Day are gonna drop the tag titles? You have to think realistically of who is going to do that. I'm not not saying the win, but who who who's capable of taking the tag titles off a team that 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 that, that has had the belts for over a year and a half. Um, I thought Gallows and Anderson were gonna do it last night. That did not happen. They might do a rematch tonight on Raw. Maybe they just wanted New Day to get to four hundred then take them off or, you know, we, heard you know, if you hear about the lawsuit that demolition got involved in, uh, against the WWE, maybe they're saying, well, you know, since, since you got involved, we're going to take that tag team championship record away from you guys. I, 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 it wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me. I think we're, um, you know, that record is close. Uh, there's speculation, maybe the Miz, could be breaking the intercontinental championship record held but the honky tonk man of 454 days the Miz has uh, you know he has to go through the whole he has to last until july as intercontinental champion will that happen i, I don't know I, I think that's more far-fetched than new day breaking demolition and there's, and, and there's also john cena tying rick flair's um Sixteen time world championship record so a lot of records out there that, that, that could be broken could be tied remains to be seen but New Day are still your tag team champions We'll see how long they'll have the belts for if they're going to break demolition record uh, December 14th for those who hear it hear, hear the show that want to double check uh, By all means let me know I, I'm pretty sure the 14th will be 479 days Um to officially break Demolition's tag team record, so um, New Day goes over Gallows and Anderson. Match two, we had the cruiserweight championship. T.J. Perkins and Brian uh, D. Brian Brian Kendrick. I'm not gonna sit here and say uh, that, that I saw the entire cruiserweight classic. I saw little uh, bits and pieces. I I, I did see the, the 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 finale on the network, and I saw the fatal four way. I thought it was a pretty decent match um very different than what you see on the cruiserweight classic on the network this is the main roster this is a major pay-per-view event so the styles look different um the spots were different the crowd is obviously not going to be as into it as they are in the cruiserweight classic um shows on the network so for for what it's worth i thought it was a pretty decent match um maybe a larger audience has to get used to the whole cruiserweight division. Has to get used to the actual champion T.J. Perkins, who was not on Raw last week, to kind of like promote the match or promote himself, or to, just to even show himself or show the belt, and let the fans know who this guy is or the background and stuff like that. They just they're just going out there and just, I guess, relying on people. Are supposed to know who this guy is if they watch the network and the Cruiserweight Classic and um, again, decent match. Uh, T.J. Perkins defeated Brian Kendrick. They went to you know shake hands. They did that, and then you know Kendrick headbutted T.J. Perkins. So we'll see if this is uh on the road to a rematch. Uh, I I I wouldn't say Hell in a Cell, but maybe. At a future role down down the down down the road, but um, again, T.J. Perkins still your cruiserweight champion, defeating Brian Kendrick, and um, again, this you know first time first time on the pay per view introducing the cruiserweight division. So I don't want to get carried away, but um, I, I guess I guess it's gonna take a while for the, the the larger mass audience to get used to these cruiserweights that are upcoming from the cruiserweight classic after that we had what was after that i might have got the order wrong i think cesaro and seamus came up match seven of their best of seven series and i I, you know the winner gets a a a title shot um not very specific on what title but maybe any title of their choosing um they could have that championship opportunity Cesaro Sheamus last night very very physical match, um, kind of a long match. The ending, uh, you know, if you were if you were in the crowd, you were kind of like pissed off at the ending. If you're watching at home, you were also pissed off because now it's like, what do you do? Yeah, th- this is match seven, but how do you continue this feud if there was no finish to match seven on the, on the pay per view where? They, they were fighting. They went outside through the barricade, and I guess they had to be separated. I saw Sheamus bleeding on, on the top of the forehead. Cesaro got hurt. You know, he, he almost broke his neck doing the, 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 the suicide dive, which was, which was very crazy, very frightening for all wrestling fans, and there was no finish. Um, they got separated. Sheamus wanted to fight, and I guess there were people saying, you know, at that point, he wasn't physically able to compete and or to finish the match. So, ultimately, we had seven matches between Sheamus and Cesaro and match seven went unfinished, undecided, unless they do a rematch tonight on Raw to really determine the winner of this series. I I, I wrote on Twitter yesterday that they might do the rematch, the final, re- they, they might hold off until Hell in a Cell. Kind of give... Kind of get the fans a break from seeing Cesaro versus Sheamus every week for the last month or so. So maybe they'll just say, listen, you're going to have your final match, the match seven in Hell in a Cell. Probably, probably not the cage, but but at the pay-per-view to kind of just... Let it cool off for a bit because I know fans don't want to see Cesaro and Sheamus fighting each other every single weekend, especially a pay-per-view. But then again, they might do match seven tonight, and then whoever wins will determine what title they want to go after, and and and, and that's a question, too. Like Regardless of who wins... They can say, hey man, I you know, I, I I I wanna compete for the for the universal title. I wanna compete for the for the world title on SmackDown. I wanna compete for the for the Intercontinental title on SmackDown. I wanna compete for the US title. So or even a tag title. They they, they, they weren't specific on um what title um they can choose from, but they did say the winner gets a, a future title opportunity. So that right there is a little cloud that people need to look at and say, you know, if Sheamus wins or Cesaro, they they might want to go after the mid-card titles, which I don't think anything will be wrong with that. But I, I think most fans would be like, you're not going to go into a seven-match series. And if you win, you're not going to go after a mid-card title. Your your, your your goal is to become heavyweight champion. Your goal is to be universal champion. But with with what's going on with KO and Rollins on on Raw and AJ Cena Ambrose on SmackDown, it'll be very interesting uh, what direction Cesaro or Sheamus leans toward because those feuds are really are already ongoing. It's kind of crowded at the the world title uh, space on both brands so maybe going after the intercontinental or the us title could be their choosing they, they they might go for the tag team championship they might end up tag teaming together you you just never know but i think the finish last night at clash um didn't the match did not have to end that way i think we could have found a better way to end it and then ultimately it, le- it, it definitely left fans watching at home and in the arena scratching their hands like alright what are we going to do now with, with them? are we going to do another match so either they do the rematch tonight or they kind of hold off until Hell in a Cell and then they, they finally have the the, all, the 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 ending of endings with this uh, feud between Cesaro and Seamus again you're listening to the Cruise Control podcast here on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Randy J Cruz R-E-N-D-Y The letter J C-R-U-Z um, You're a fan of the show We have Cruise Control Podcast T-shirts on Pro ProWrestlingTees.com So go out there and support the podcast We greatly appreciate it At the Cesaro Sheamus We had Chris Jericho And Sami Zayn I thought it was a pretty decent match Again, a lot of these matches Weren't great But they weren't the best ones I would say um, I, I I did pick Jericho to win the match uh, maybe he would have benefited Sami Zayn a little bit more to win the match um, but I think you know the cloud above them is somehow they're gonna be intertwined with the Kevin Owens and, and the, the the world title or the, the the universal championship. Um, that, that's just my opinion. They had the match. I, I thought it was a pretty decent match. Um, I guess they weren't connecting all throughout. Like, the chemistry wasn't really all there. But they, they, they did make it through. Um, uh, but Jericho goes over. Does he need the win? Probably not. Does Sami Zayn need the win? Probably so. But I, I think it's, um, I think Jericho was in a, is, is in a space where he's... You know, he, he, he's been getting great reaction from his, uh, you know, backstage promos. And uh, I'm going to make this list of why Mick Foley has, has not been doing a good job on Raw. He's been very funny, very entertaining. So the, maybe that's why he went over because the crowd seems to be more on the side than Sami Zayn over the past couple of weeks and months. But um, you asked me Sami Zayn needed that win more than Jericho. But I guess with the whole Jericho KO thing, they, they need to look stronger. They, they, they need to have that heat. And um, I think they'll go at it again. Uh, I, I don't think that's a hell in a sell match. Like an actual pay-per-view match. Um, but I think overall, I it seems to me that they go, they're they all three. Jericho, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens are going to be somewhat intertwined. Um with the world title picture. Because Seth Rollins does not need the world title. Uh, or the universal title. Um, I think the Triple H feud with him is looming. So that that will take him out of the universal title picture. You do have Survivor Series coming up in Toronto, Canada. Um, they're all Canadian. KO, Y2J, and Sami Zayn. They might be a triple threat match. Um, you know, Y2J did help Kevin Owens later on at Clash. Um, there might be a triple threat match at Hell in a Cell, and I, 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 I know I'm not at the KO Seth Rollins match yet, but that could be a very interesting uh, proposition where you have Y2J KO and Seth um, in the match, or it, it could just be a basic Hell in a Cell match with no no outside interference. To keep Jericho and, and Hunter or whoever else out of the ring. Um, but to me, looking forward, I think Sami Zayn, Jericho, and, and KO could be headed for a triple threat at Survivor Series. Just because of the location of the event. But back to the match. I thought, again, a pretty decent match. Jericho goes over. I felt Sami Zayn should sh- needed to win more than Jericho. But um, I think I think there's a bigger story going forward with, with, with Sami Zayn. And Chris Jericho. What's next? Um, I'm not. I, there's no paper in front of me. I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What was the next match? Um, okay, I, I think it was the triple threat match for the women's, the Raw Women's Championship match. Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte. Charlotte goes over with the big boot over Bailey. Um, again, it wasn't a great match, but it wasn't. It wasn't that bad of a match either. Um, Again, the, some chemistry, some spots were were a little off with uh, with all three. And then again, you had Dana Brooke with the outside interference and, you know, triple threat, no DQ. Um, basically, Dana Brooke could have been in the match the entire time, but just not have won the championship. She could have done that for the entire 10, 15 minutes that they were on. Uh she did. She did not get thrown out. Later on, we saw Alana get thrown out for her interference in the U.S. title match. But Dana Brooke did whatever she wanted. And she, she she did not get thrown out. Um, maybe they are aiming for her and Bailey to go at it. You know, they had that the little skirmish on the outside um, midway through the shoot me through uh, through the match. And I think what's gonna happen is Sasha and Charlotte might have might finally have that one-on-one rematch that Sasha wanted from, from the get-go. You know, this this was supposed to be Sasha and Charlotte one-on-one for the title. Bailey later got inserted into a triple threat match because of the double pin on Raw, which that didn't make sense. And um, now I think they can kind of separate these four women into two different matches where Bailey will go against Dana Brooke. Not sure at the pay-per-view, but Sasha Banks will finally get her one-on-one um, rematch against Charlotte, and you know if, if you wanted to be technical, Charlotte has been like I—I I would say, correct me if I'm wrong—has been like on, on every pay-per-view since like WrestleMania, maybe maybe even before that. Charlotte has not had a break; she's been there every week, every pay-per-view, every Raw, and it's like, hey, maybe it's time to, you know, if she if if, if she's gonna lose the belt. Again, to Sasha, maybe it's time where she can just take a break. <laughs> she's been there for a long time. I I think when she won the belt from Nikki at Night of Champions last year, I think she's been on every pay per view somehow, some way. One on one, tag team. She's been involved in all these pay per views consecutively, and maybe it might be that time where she can drop the belt and take a couple of weeks off. Keep, take a couple of months off and come back. Uh, does she come back as a heel, as a baby face? Does she come back and if Nia Jax is like on top of the world, does she come back as the one female that can take her down? I mean, this is all thinking, thinking forward, but uh, I would say from this match, you might see the separation of Bailey versus Dana Brooke. Sasha gets her one-on-one rematch with Charlotte down the road. Maybe at maybe Hell in a Cell. Um, but overall, I thought it, it was a decent match. Should Bailey have taken the pin? I don't know. It, it you know she she's she's been she took the she took the pin last week on Raw. She takes the pin at Clash. Uh, I guess you're kind of protecting Charlotte, keeping um I'm sorry, keep, uh, protecting Sasha Banks, where she doesn't take the pin from Charlotte or Bailey, and um, I think that's done to. That's done on purpose where it, it kind of makes it seem like Sasha can say, well, you, you know what, well, you won the match, but you didn't beat me. You did not pin me. You didn't make me submit. So, since you pinned Bailey, I think it's only right that you give me the one-on-one championship rematch that I wanted, and that's how you set things up. So, Charlotte remains your Raw Women's Champion. We have Rusev and Roman Reigns in the U.S. title match. Lana gets involved, Reigns goes over, he's your new uh, United States Champion, crowd was pretty much into it, you know, let's go Roman, Roman sucks, chance. so I guess, I'm not saying people were out there cheering for Rusev, but I guess when you have Roman Reigns involved, fans out there still tend to, you know, dislike Roman Reigns. Um, But he is your new U.S. Champion, again, the match was... um, I thought it was solid. I thought I thought it was a solid match. Again, Lana gets thrown out, you know, for interfering. And like I said before, Dana Brooke got you know she she interfered in the women's championship match. She did not get thrown out. There was interference in the first match with uh, the tag team championship. So I guess this was a pay per view where people you know people just felt like interfering. And this was one of those matches. And Lana was saying, I, I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. Well, <coughs> you know, <coughs> referee caught you um, doing what you did. I think he she, he, she took out the referee from pinning. Um, and then she got thrown out. Match continued. Reigns hit a couple of su- Superman punches. Uh, spears. And then all of a sudden, here's your new U.S. champion. I think going forward, man, I think... People can look at it two ways. One, is this the right fit for now for Reigns, where they don't feel like Reigns is, is is being forced upon the fans to like them. But on the on the flip side, they can say, well, no matter what you do with with Roman Reigns, people are still going to have this genuine dislike for him because they just know people in the company want him to succeed. And I know he's not he's not a, uh, involved in the world. Title picture. He's not involved in the the universal title picture, but he's he's still a champion now. He, he's now a champion, and it's gonna you know remain to be seen how the fans react tonight on Raw. Are they gonna cheer the U.S. champion? Are they gonna boo the U.S. champion? Are they, are, are they booing because R- Roman Reigns went over last night? Um, do we see a rematch with Rusev? Um, that could happen tonight. As well because you know, they, they love to have a match on, on the pay-per-view and the following night they love to have rematches. So you might see Night of Champ uh of Champions. You might see Clash Clash of Champions rematches all throughout tonight on Raw. And uh, there's a lot of shows on tonight. You got the Trump uh, Hillary debate, you got football on. So I, I you know, it's gonna be tough to see what they what they do tonight on Raw, what matches, what finishes what kind of dialogue, you know, just kind of enhance the storylines. Because if you look at it, a lot of, uh, pretty much every storyline going into Clash of Champions, there was no real, like, there wasn't no real background, no, no real story. There was no, like, hatred or rivalry. This girl does not like this girl. These two guys hate each other. They can't stand each other. We didn't have any of that. And I, I'm not saying Backlash had it either. Because they did not. But, you know, you're seeing a current, a reoccurring uh, theme where the pay-per-views and their matches don't really, these matches are just wrestling matches. There's no real storylines behind it. And me as a fan of watching the Attitude Era and the Golden Era and the Ruthless Aggression, all that stuff, the matches, pay-per-views had big-time storylines behind it. And I think when you have a storyline where, like, Jericho hits Sami Zayn over the head with a phone, and then that that's your that's your main reason why for a fight. That's your main heat. Then I don't know, man. I, I just maybe I'm just thinking too much, but I think going forward, you know, especially with a Hell in a Cell, these matches, these storylines have to mean something. They can't just say, "Well, you interfered, and you're gonna have your rematch at Hell in a Cell." That that's not that's not enough. Did, did there needs to be more time spent into the you know developing a big time storyline for for fans to care and rewinding back to Rusev and Lana and, and um and Reigns this was going back to August with uh, with SummerSlam with the uh, wedding and the, and the wedding cake and if that's the real heat that's gonna go into a championship match then that's not a true storyline. Now, what came after that when, when Reigns, uh, um, you know, speared Rusev and I get Rusev got hurt and the match never happened, that I can take as a starting point for um, a storyline matchup. But if, if, if we're going to start storylines with weddings and, you know, hitting people over the head with phones I mean, the, the 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 creative has to be <laughs> the creative has to be more creative than that. I I I think they can do that. I I, I don't want to say they're lazy, but they gotta be more creative than that. And, and also SmackDown too in the backlash and now coming up with No Mercy the same thing. Like you know, if you have if you have a big time name like No Mercy, you, you hear like you know you hear No Mercy, you feel like these two guys or these two girls hate each other. They don't like each other. They don't respect each other. Anytime they walk into the arena on the rain, they they, they just want to hurt each other. That's the kind of feud that you need into a big-time pay-per-view with the name of Backlash, of No Mercy, of Clash of Champions. Final match, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Universal Championship, KO wins. Uh, I think Seth Rollins got, got hurt big-time off that gut-buster Um you know, I guess he, he. You know, the ribs. He looked out of it for like maybe three to five minutes. Um, I thought, I thought it was a, a pretty good match. Um, maybe the fans weren't as into it for some reason. I, you know, the crowd was 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 pretty good all night. I, I, I won't deny that. But I guess maybe the crowd was kind of spent. You know, from the other other matches. I think this was. I'm trying to count real quick. I think you had seven. Seven matches, I could be wrong. Eight total for Clash. Um, and by the time they got to this match, they they were probably burnt out. Or maybe the fact that Kevin Owens is is a tweener heel, people like him. Seth Rollins is a tweener babyface, people like him. So you did not know which one you wanted to uh, to root for to cheer for. So maybe fans just sat back like, wow, I, I don't know who to go for. And ultimately, we saw Chris Jericho with the outside interference, you know, distracting the referee. We thought Rollins was going to, you know, get the win because of, you know, Kevin Owens got pushed into into Jericho. And we thought, hey, Seth might come out of here as universal champion, but KO with with the victory. And I, I did pick Kevin Owens in my prediction early in the week. But to me, the question was, how was he going to win the match? Was he going to win the match uh, with no interference? Because when he won the, when he won the title uh, a month ago, Triple H interfered. Now he wins last night, Y2J interferes. Does that hurt Kevin Owens? Where, like, can he, can, can he win a match on his own while defending the championship? That's one question the fans are going to be like. Um, can Kevin Owens win the big match on his own? Can you win without Triple H? Can you win without Chris Jericho? So I think that's why this match, the result sets up a hell in a cell match with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. So no Triple H, no Stephanie, no Mick Foley, no Y2J, nobody can interfere in this match. And back to Triple H, we haven't heard from him. We've seen him on the CWC. I'll talk about we haven't seen him or heard from him on Raw since he helped Kevin Owens win the Universal title about a month ago. And we have no idea why. Why not further that story as opposed to depending on Stephanie saying, ah, Seth, I, you know, I, have, I have no idea. I wasn't involved. And at some point, that's, that story is going to run run its course. McFoley believes Stephanie. Stephanie said, I had no involvement. I have no idea what's going on. Nothing. How long can that go? We have no idea. How long can Seth say, listen, I don't believe you. At some point, Triple H has to be involved um, in this whole championship storyline. Not saying for the belt, but for the real reason why you made Kevin Owens become world champion. Why did you go against Seth Rollins? It has to be a bigger a bigger storyline. And as, as of now, the month that we've seen this... Um, you know, whole thing play out. We haven't heard from Hunter. We haven't seen from Hunter. There was the little bonus video we saw last night on the network, uh, on the on the website. Him hugging Stephanie before the, uh, they got in, into the limbo. But that's it. We need we need more than that. We need more than that from 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 Hunter. And in, in order to have people emotionally invested in this storyline, or why I should care about Kevin Owens becoming the universal champion he has to say that he has to explain it to to just to make people interested i, I mean I, i'm interested regardless but to make people more interested like, oh wow that's the real reason why okay now, now now this this is getting good now we know the real story behind it but i don't think we're going to see hunter or hear from hunter for quite a while um Do they hold off to a Survivor Series? Maybe. But I really hope they don't... I mean, I I do want to see Seth and Hunter go at it. I just hope they don't wait all the way to WrestleMania for this big payoff, this big send-off. Like, if you're going to start it... You know what? That's what they did with Daniel Bryan and and, and Triple H. Triple H costed Daniel Bryan the the title at SummerSlam back in uh, 2013. They did not have the one-on-one... To Wrestlemania. So it's not a fear. But I'm like. If you're going to hold off to Mania. With Hunter and Seth. Let the story. Be good enough. And be creative enough. To carry you all the way to April. We can't. The, the way it is now. There's no way. There's no way. It'll last that long. All the way to Mania. Just about. I don't know. And you got to ask him. Maybe he thought you, you let him down. We can't go that. We can't go that long. Either way, Kevin Owens is still your universal champion. With the help of Y2J, remains to be seen how Y2J gets involved. He might be his best friend, but he can say, "Hey, best friend, listen. I helped you. Win, you know, I helped you. I helped you win the match. Why don't you give me a title shot? That can happen too. Y2J, Y2J can flip it a little bit with Kevin Owens." Then you might get a triple threat with Seth. You might get the one-on-one with KO and Seth in the Hell in a Cell cage with no out, no outside interference, no hunter. You're gonna have probably Stephanie and Mick Foley open up Raw tonight. Talk about how great Clash of Champions was. Clash of Champions pay-per-view. Only one one title change. Now, I'm not saying every title has to change, but if you're a fan out there and you, and you hear a clash of champions, like, man, like, and only one title change happened, and it happened with Roman Reigns. I have, I, I, I'm a fan of Reigns, but a fan out there could be like, well, they, they only made the, the one title change, and that was for Reigns, well, because that, that's because they wanted to be champion. I mean, as a, if you want to go by the numbers, I would have said, "Hey, man, can you can you could could you have changed two titles? Could you have changed the tag team and the U.S. title?" I, Kevin Owens losing was not going to happen. Too early, too quick. Um, Charlotte with the women's title, not in a triple threat match. I think in a in, in, in a one on one match, she will drop the belt. Cruiserweight. T.J. Perkins just won that belt last week. Um, what else we got? Um, yeah, and then one title change. One title change out of the whole entire pay-per-view. So, and, and, you know, I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. Clash was not better than Backlash. Backlash was better. And Backlash ended off a whole half hour before Clash did. If you had noticed on the East Coast, Clash ended a little like 11.05, 11.10 maybe, right after 11. Like, they went, th- if you want to count the pre-show, they went three and a half hours for Clash of Champions. Backlash, well, if you, want count, you, if you want to count the kickoff show with Baron Corbin, I guess they went three hours, but they ended at 10.30. They ended a whole half hour early, and you're like, wow, on the network, you can do that? They ended a the 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 main card was eight to ten thirty, and that was it. And I was like, oh wow, six matches. That was great. Class champions with Raw being the flagship. They wanted to make it longer, but I felt like the more matches, the more matches they had, the less excited people got. To me, and now the next build is Hell in a Cell, No Mercy is, is in what two weeks, so you know SmackDown, you're up next. I think you won the first round between Backlash and Clash. It remains to be uh, it remains to be seen who wins between No Mercy and Hell to Cell. So that was your Clash of Champions review. Um, Probably not the you know traditional review of everything that happens in the match. I'm just like you know I'm only going to point out the major stuff, the most important stuff. One new champion, still Universal Champion. Still no Triple H. And they got a big Raw to. to, to tonight's, tonight's Raw is going to be the ratings. I don't know, man. That debate. Football is on. A lot of the fall TV shows are on. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R A N D Y, the letter J. C-R-U-Z. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, If you want to download and subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. If you want to show further support for the show, we do have Cruise Control Podcast t-shirts now on ProWrestlingTees.com. Just go in and type in Cruise Control, two words. I greatly appreciate it. Reach out to me on Twitter again, Randy J. Cruz. We'll be back. later in the week uh, reviewing Raw Smackdown and a little bit about Clash uh, with Graham Matthews from Future Report he's at WrestleRants on Twitter go check him out thanks again we are out